Hey, football fans, it's Angela and Suzanne. We are back on a special Sunday podcast. Bowl mania. <laughs> it's a big day today. Uh, all the championship games were yesterday, and the college football playoff rankings came out today, and most of the bowl games were announced. So it's a big day in college football. Yes, it is. And it's exciting. Um, we finally know what all the matchups are. So that is, it's an exciting thing to know. So the rankings came out and not much of a surprise in the rankings, I don't think. Um, <clears throat> number one was Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Three, TCU. Number four, Ohio State. Number five, Alabama. Number six, Tennessee. Number seven, Clemson, number eight, Utah, number nine, Kansas State, and number 10, USC. I'm not going to go through the top 20, but um, that's the top 10. And so um, I know there were some people thinking Alabama might make that top, that fourth spot. That was the one that was a little bit up for grabs. Yes. Um, I, you know, I think. Um, I think the committee did a good job. I think they got it. Um, they got it right. The only, you know, the only thing I wouldn't know about is whether you should put TCU four and Ohio State three, you know, just those two. But I think they got the four teams right because TCU was undefeated in their season. They went to their conference championship. They did lose, but it was very close. So, yes. you know, do you, I, it's it's hard to punish a team for having that extra game, in my opinion, you know, because th they went and played another, and then you've got other teams that didn't make it to their championship. They're staying at home, and they didn't have to play that extra game. Right, like Ohio so, State. Like Ohio State or Alabama. Or Alabama. Or Tennessee. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying the other teams that – might have had some consideration, but I think that I've always said, you know, if you're going to have the conference championships, I think they should matter. Yeah. In some regard, I think they should matter. And, um, especially so, in a positive way, like you shouldn't maybe punish them as much, like you said, because they're having to go out there and play another game with it, a really good team, usually. Yes. And they lost to Kansas State. We can go ahead and talk about that bowl. 30, it was a really close game. It was a really good game. Mm -hmm. 31 to 28 um, went into overtime. Yes. And their quarterback, Max Dugan, I mean, had himself a day. He was fighting and make it running and just fought his way through and got into the end zone and just actually, you may have seen pictures of him online or on TV just squatting down like he couldn't even get his breath. He was so tired and so out of breath at the end. And they were saying it might be a Heisman moment for him because, I mean, it was amazing to watch him just power through. I mean, you could tell his face was red, and he just looked like a warrior out there just doing all he could. So I was proud of our, ten, our TCU Horn Frogs. We've been well, running for them all season. <laughs> talk about laying it, leaving it all out on the field. It <laughs> yes. sounds like he did. Um, like he fought and fought for his team. He and did. that is, that's a really, that's uh, sort of one of the special things I think about college football is just, yeah. you know, you know, seeing people just fighting for their team and their school and um, the teamwork good that for goes him. into it. And they had to help him off the field a little bit, and they he didn't. They said he didn't take wouldn't take oxygen, but man, he looked like he had just he needed a break. But anyway, that was a great game. 
Um, on Friday night, um, Southern California played Utah. Yes. Um, that, ooh, that game, it, it just, the momentum shifts in that game. It started out with USC just coming on strong. They looked unstoppable. Um, they scored, I think, 14 points just right off the bat. So you're thinking, wow, they're just going to run away with this. And then all of a sudden, here comes Utah. They get back in it a little bit. Um, and then all of a sudden, the quarterback for USC looked like maybe he got hurt a little bit. He was sort of limping around. And he is definitely a runner. Like, he is a running quarterback. And evidently, that really affected their game because – Boy, from the the whole second half, it was a different game. Yeah, he was limping. He, that's the game I remember. He was the quarterback was limping, and he's was talked about being a Heisman candidate, wasn't he, at some point? Yes, yes, he definitely was. Um, and you know, I don't know if he still is. You know, he's obviously a very good athlete, but um, no, that that game was. Um, and USC, I can tell they're all about offense, but I don't. I don't know that they play much defense. I mean, it was it was really like just watching the way even they tackle, and it was um, it was sort of eye opening watching that well, USC game. The score for our listeners was forty seven to twenty four. So South Southern California lost to Utah forty seven to twenty four, and they had also previously lost to Utah. Yes. In their regular season, but I think that was only by a point or two. It was an overtime, and it was close the first time. But this was not mm. close at all. Mm -mm. So that wasn't a good situation for South Southern California. I always want to say South Carolina because <laughs> <laughs> USC. Um, no, it Clemson was fans always tease tease uh, South Carolina fans and say the real USC is in Southern California. <laughs> that's funny. So I always I always think that's South Carolina. That's anyway, funny. it's it. it Knocked them out of their playoff yeah. dreams. Yes, they because they, they were number four last week, and all they had to do was win that game. <laughs> it sounds and, so simple, and <laughs> not that. They, and again, they're not trying to lose, and they, you know, but um, it, you know, it's just <laughs> they're probably thinking, oh, oh no. Well, speaking of that, Clemson is the same way because we would be in great shape right now if we had just beat South Carolina. We would, we would have had a shot at that four spot. But again, it's not everybody's year every year. This just, we have not played like a championship team every year. And Tennessee might have been up there too if they had beaten South Carolina. So thanks South Carolina for knocking us <laughs> both out of the playoff consideration. Oh, South Carolina played the villain this year, I think. You know what, though? It, that's just the way it goes. It was played it on the field, and that's the way – I just think that's the yes. way – you know, I'm not going to get all upset about it as a fan. It's sad. I'm sorry for my Tigers, but that's just the way football goes. Mm -hmm. you, you win or lose and move on. I mean, they, yep. I don't hold any ill – they had a great end of the season, actually. Um, the Big Ten – Conference championship was Michigan versus Purdue. Purdue was not ranked. And actually, I thought gave Michigan a pretty little good fight for especially, a ranked team. Yeah, especially the first half. Yeah, the first half, um, we were listening to it on the radio, um, and it, it 
it seemed like Purdue was like they were sort of matching them and keeping it close. And I think Purdue was ahead for a while, for a little while. Yeah, because we couldn't believe it because Michigan. I mean, Purdue's not ranked. Right. So we right. Were surprised. Right. But Michigan ended up beating them 43 to 22. So, so um, the other big SEC championship game. Our yes. very own Suzanne Kimball went with her family to Atlanta to the game. So I'm going to let her recap that. First of all, though, I want you to tell us just the experience. Like, tell me about oh. what it was like. Like, what did you get to do? Who did you get to see? Yeah, it was it was a really fun day. Of course, you know, you, it's in downtown Atlanta and um, it's at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And the, we went down there and got down there so we'd have a few hours to do all the, they have like the whole SEC fanfare going on. And it's in the Georgia World Congress building. And that it's, I mean, this room is gigantic. It is just huge. And it is such a neat place. And like even families, we said even families, people that weren't necessarily going to the game. And if you lived in that area, it'd be such a fun thing just to come to the fanfare because mm -hmm. they had games, they had obstacle courses that kids could do. They had cornhole tournaments. They had um, goal posts up and people were kicking field goals. They had other things where you could throw a football that just had all these contests and games. And, um, and you know, it was just a fun, like it was just fun to watch all the families and the little kids and they were all just having a great time. And did you, you see know, a lot of cute little girls dressed in Georgia? Oh, definitely. Outfits? Definitely. But it, you know, what was neat though, because remember this was like the whole sec celebration. So yes, it was a lot of Georgia and then there were an LSU, but you also saw fans. Like we saw some South Carolina fans. Really? We saw some Tennessee fans. We saw like That's Kentucky, funny. but like people wore their team t-shirts but came to the sec fanfare gotcha. because it's about you know the did SEC. not know that that's very but i mean it was mostly the fans and then another neat thing they did is they had a pep rally for each team and like um lsu's you know was at a certain time in their band and their cheerleaders and they did like all their stuff with their fans and then the georgia band and the cheerleaders and their mascot and everything came in and all the georgia people were there yelling out all their cheers and doing their you know playing their fight song so that was fun um because we all did the pep rally and um uh and then of course sc nation was there and they were all up on stage did you get to talking. see them yes we saw, saw tim all. tebow yeah tim laura. tebow and uh laura rutledge and um jordan suzanne bynum suzanne bynum jordan rogers and was paul feinbaum with them sometimes yeah. he's sometimes he's with them on sec yes nation. i think he was there and roman harper Oh, yeah, um, like yeah they, they were all they were all up there talking you know up until game time and um no that part was so fun and then the cnn building's right there and a bunch of fans were over there and they have a huge food court and beverages and everything everywhere so you know that's where everybody was going and like eating before the game and that's so we hung out there for a little bit and then went over to the game at like about a little after three and that's a beautiful stadium i love that mercedes-benz stadium and it's inside so, right it's, it's inside you don't have to worry about weather and um 
it was, it was just a great experience. It was so much fun. And, you know, as a Georgia fan, I'll just have to say it was just fun because it was mostly Georgia fans. I mean, we're in Atlanta, Georgia. So <laughs> I, I realized that it is, you know, it is a way, a home advantage for Georgia, but it was, there was one corner of LSU fans, but it was mainly Georgia fans. So. Do you think that had something to do with the fact that really LSU didn't have anything to play for? I don't know. And it is a long way. Well, and not that all LSU fans live. It's like all Georgia fans do not live in Athens, Georgia. You know, I mean, we live in Tennessee and we're Georgia fans. But I guess if you live in the Louisiana area, it is longer to travel. True. Um, you know, and we heard that the school had returned a lot of tickets. So I guess they just, yeah. you know, they give every school so many tickets, they had to return some of theirs. So, um, I don't know. After they weren't eligible for the playoffs, I guess that maybe it wasn't as yeah. I don't exciting I don't, of the yeah, game. Yeah, I don't know. So um, okay, so the so you're at the game. We're at the game. Where were your seats? Fun. We were over in the corner of. Um, it was we we're that like the Georgia cheerleaders were over down on one side over here. We were in the corner. Um, of the end zone, which it doesn't sound like good seats, but in that stadium, I don't know that there is a bad seat. They don't really have, like, it's not so high up that, like, you hear about, it, they're not like nosebleed seats and you can't see. Like, really, I think you get a good vantage point from everywhere. And of course, then they have screens, you know, everywhere that you can watch things over and everything. So we were in the corner with all the Georgia fans, right around the corner from the cheerleaders. The band was like sort of right below us. Okay. Um, so you we were, were, we Georgia, were in the beginning. The Georgia fans were. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, so that made it more fun too. So um, anyway, but yes, proud of the dogs. They play, they came out. Uh, you could tell they really wanted this game. You know, they didn't win the SEC last year. So this team really made it a priority. They wanted to win the SEC. And Kirby Smart, you know, I think this is his seventh year coaching. And he um, has been to five SEC championships and only won one. Oh, wow. And I so he, I think it was just a big deal. And they've, since Kirby Smart has been their coach, they've played LSU. This is the third time. Yesterday was the third time. And he lost the other two. One was when Joe Burrow, you know, yes, was there. We lost to them that year as well. But anyway, so I think with all those things in mind, they really, really, really wanted this game. Well, you know, so, I heard some of the players interviewed after the game, and they were saying that they really wanted to do it for their seniors, mm -hmm. for the team. It, it did seem like it meant a lot to them. They wanted, yeah, they wanted because they didn't. And they mentioned that they hadn't won it last year. Yeah, because the seniors in this class had never won an SEC championship. So um, it had been that long. And so, because 2017 was the last time they won the championship, the SEC. So they really wanted it, but they came out just fired up. And um, the first half, especially, they were just on fire. They just did such a great job. So proud of them. The second half, it, I don't want to say it, it's just the defense had some lackadaisical moments, which is uncharacteristic because defense is sort of their thing. Um, and even the coach said after the game, you know, he was like, we've got to work on our defense. Um, he said that was unacceptable. Like for I know, him. He said something about, we had some great 
points and some not so great points. Well, no, you know what he said, and it is so true. And I've said this about this team because it's a young team. Um, they're very young. Seemed and, like a great game to me, but I, you know, he he's seeing a lot more than I. Right, see. but he said this game epitomizes what our season has been the entire season. He said we play great in spurts, we play poor in spurts, but they do what they need to do when they have to do it to win the game. Like they come through yep. when they have to, and so. Um, and that is so true. It's like, you'll have these moments. You're like, wow, that was really good. Then you have other moments and you're thinking, um, I don't know about that. And then, <laughs> you know, but then right when you're starting to get nervous, like, oh dear, they're going to let this slip away. They come through and that has sort of been the way the season's been. So, um, well, they looked dominant to me. Well, so I um, felt like they were but it was so much Very fun. Dominant. It was a great experience. We so enjoyed it and loved watching the trophy presentation at the end. And it was That's fun. so exciting. It was I'm fun. so glad you got to go. It was, it, it, believe it or not, with all the games that Clemson has played over the years, all the ACC champions, we have never, I the boys have been, I've never been to any of them. So I really want to go to, I, I already am planning to go to Miami to the Orange Bowl. But anyway, I'm excited you got to go and experience that because it looks like so much fun. It was fun. And my boys have said there it's a lot of fun. Even if you don't go to the game, they said there's so much going on. There is. It's a lot of fun to go. It is. So, um, <clears throat> but anyway, oh, I wanted you to talk about, okay, so there was a very interesting play. <laughs> early, it was pretty early on, wasn't it? Like maybe It was before, because it was, it was Georgia's first touchdown. It was our first seven points. Okay. So... Is in the first quarter. Tell me, okay, a lot of you have probably seen the recap of this play. Um, it was very confusing to a lot of viewers <laughs> and to the players, obviously. Yes. Um, so we, do you mind going through that a little bit? Um, yeah, it was in the first quarter. LSU was lined up. <clears throat> they were kicking a field goal. And they went to kick their field goal, and the Georgia player blocked it. Um, and the ball, when they blocked the ball, it sort of went sideways and it was just sort of rolling around on the turf down there. And it was from where we were sitting, it happened right on the end of the field where we were. So we're just like watching it. And it looked like the LSU players were sort of like, well, they blocked the field goal. So they were sort of like almost getting ready to walk off the field and get ready, you know, to bring their defense out and um and then even some georgia players i think were like okay we got to regroup now we're on offense but one of our players who is a senior like he very mature you know one of those senior leaders um came over and the ball like i said is still sort of moving around it just seemed like everything was sort of went in slow motion there for a minute and then he picked up the ball after, started, after looking around, though, that was the funny yeah. part. You kind of looked around like, like, should I touch should it? Should I or not? touch it or not? Like, yeah, is this gonna, yeah. And, but anyway, he picked up the ball and basically ran it the whole length of the field the other way to score a touchdown for Georgia. And um, so I had to get clarification um, from my husband because I was, I was, you know, we were all just, like baffled even at the game. Um, and he said, oh, it's a live ball. When you block a field goal, 
it is a live ball for the defense. And the defense would be the people. In other words, LSU kicking the field goal is still considered the offense. And the defense would be Georgia, right. the ones that blocked it. So for them, it is a live ball, and they can pick it up and advance it. LSU cannot. Now, if LSU had just covered it up, then it would just be Georgia's ball. Okay. And I guess the reason they would do that is to keep them from running it Picking back. it up and running as yes. well touchdown. So anyway, so that that's the whole deal with that. And I don't know, sometimes I think because blocking a field goal and blocking an extra point are two different things. Um, I don't know if all the players were confused. A um, lot of people were confused. So, so it wasn't just me because obviously there were players hanging out like. Yes. Yes. And you know, the thing is, is, you know, they go over all this and they practice this kind of stuff. So I, I don't know. I guess I it was, was all, very interesting. I'd say they all learned from that, that whole situation, but yeah, that was George's first touchdown was um, Christopher Smith running that <laughs> thing all the way down the thing. Cause it, it, it's a live ball and you can pick it up. And I guess that doesn't happen a whole lot that you block a field goal. And does it usually go out of bounds maybe when you block well, a field goal? Is it, I was just trying to figure out, does this just not happen very much? No, because there have been other times. And I know probably Clemson has. A lot of teams have blocked field goals. I remember when Georgia's blocked field goals and the guy gets, like our player will get the ball and yeah, try and to do something with it, you know? So that, it was just, I don't know, again, too, if, the players thought it was already blown dead. Maybe, maybe. Maybe because LSU wasn't reacting to maybe. it. I don't know if they thought it was already blown dead, but it had not. The, the referee, interesting. he had not blown the whistle, so it wasn't blown dead. So, yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. Uh, it was a, a moment. <laughs> a shout out yeah. to Georgia, the Georgia uh, player. What's his name? Christopher Smith. Christopher Smith yeah. gets a shout out for being aware. Exactly. It, yeah, being yeah. aware and picking that ball up. Yeah, we're very thankful for that. <laughs> so, big game. That was a big win for Georgia. And then Clemson played in Charlotte for the ACC championship. Um, we played uh, North Carolina, University of North Carolina. And DJ went in, DJ Uyangalile, who's our quarterback, had, I think it was two, three and outs, just did not look good. And finally, Dabo put in Cade Klubnik <laughs> and Clemson fans around the world rejoice. <laughs> we were like, thank you. So he looked amazing. I was so excited because he's only been put in a few times in really, really clutch situations, which is kind of hard to put a, you know, your second string in in a clutch situation and but oh, again, yeah. Dabo watches during the practices mm -hmm. and all that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he did a fabulous job. He was just throwing some balls. Amazing long passes. So Clemson has a quarterback. We have a quarterback. And he's only a freshman. A so freshman. you got him for a little while. And they interviewed Dabo at the halftime. And she's the, the reporters asked him, you know, are you going to, is Cade going to play the whole game? And he said, yes, this is his game. And so after the game, they interviewed Dabo and they asked him about the quarterback change, of course. And he said, you know, we put him in in Notre Dame. He wasn't quite ready, but he really was ready today. He's matured a lot. And so hopefully 
we are we are hoping that that's going to be the case. And I do feel bad for DJ. He is seems like a very fine person. And Cade Klubnick talked about how great he was and how it's encouraging him on the sideline and t- telling him how to you know handle the plays. And I just thought that's got to be such a hard situation. Yeah, it's got to be. I just I do feel bad for him, but I just don't think he's getting the job done at quarterback. And so, thankfully, Cade Klubnick. And he had, I love that he had crosses drawn on his face and he thanked God for, you know, when he, that he got the chance and you could tell he was a fine Christian young man. And um, anyway, that just always makes me Well, and Clemson's defense must have done very well because North Carolina only scored 10 points. Yes. So they they must have played well. Oh my gosh. Yes. Wiggins, our cornerback had a game. He did great. He was the one that kind of screwed up a little bit in the Wake Forest game. He kept missing. Uh, is couldn't cover the the wide receivers, but he had a fabulous game. And Good for him. So I'm happy to see and and I can't think of his name. Um, a new player. I should have written it down. He was one of da- okay. So he was one of Dabo's teammates. The dad was one of Dabo's teammates at Alabama, and he got sick and had cancer and Dabo promised him he would take care of his children. Both of the boys have played at Clemson and this is one of his boys. Oh, And so it's really sweet because he did a really good job. He caught one of those really long passes. So after that, they were talking about that and I was like, Oh my gosh, I remember that now. So anyway, it was a, it was a great game. I I saw a glimpse of our old Clemson team back. So happy about that. So they're going to be good going forward. So I guess we can start and say that Clemson is playing Tennessee in the Orange Bowl, which is going to be awkward, not a little bit around here, because all of our family and friends are mostly Tennessee fans. So I can feel you, Angela, because we play Tennessee every year, (laughs) and it's so hard because we are surrounded by the orange. That's right. The the, um, the bright orange. I just have to make it through that week. Yes. Um, So we're going to be playing Tennessee. Now, a lot of people think it's going to be fun. And I hope it will be fun, but you know, it's. Well, I think it will be because Clemson's got a great defense. Yes, and now they and we now won. have a good quarterback. And now they have a quarterback. <laughs> so, um, and then Tennessee has a really good offense and I, those are just some good, good matchups. So I think it will be a really good game. It's in Miami and I've already bought my tickets. There you go. So it's going to be my first so, um, after regular season game. Out of all these years, of post the postseason, thank season you, thank you for the correct game. Word. Oh my gosh, that's going to be! I'm so, excited, and it's in a fun place. It's in Miami, which I've never been to. See, and you get to see a new place. That's wonderful. That's so wonderful. The, the we'll first talk about the upcoming bowl games, the New Year's Six Bowl. Okay, bowls. There's okay the, the bowls that are called the New Year's Six Bowls are Peach. We have the Peach Bowl. The Fiesta Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl, the oldest bowl I read. This yes. The oldest bowl. The granddaddy of them all That's right. is what they call it. All right. So every year now since they've done the college playoffs like they are currently being done, two of the New Year's Six Bowls host the playoff games. Yes, and they rotate. And they rotate that. And this year it's the Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl. That's right. Um, oh, and also we haven't talked about that they expanded for sure the playoffs. Right. And the 12 and, teams. 
And that will start in 2024. 2024. Is that so, so we have to go one more year with the four team playoff and then we'll be in the 12 team. Playoff. Oh, I'm so excited about that. I think that's especially a year like this where it's been a kind of a crazy year with people. Well, and I don't know, and I don't and... mean this, but there haven't been a lot of dominant teams. Like anybody can beat anybody kind of year. Yeah, except, and except so, for Georgia well, and Michigan. They're the only two no loss teams, right? Yes, Michigan lost. they're the only two undefeated teams. So other but, than that, everybody's had a loss. And it, it's just, yeah, I think um, it will be good. It'll just be interesting. I guess they'll navigate all that, you know, all the extra games you have to put in with the yes, 12th and, yes. and how to do that for the health of the players and because that's it, yeah. football just wears on your body. But people that are smarter than me will figure all that out and um, I don't come know, up Suzanne, with a good I think system. maybe you and I could be picking the college football playoffs <laughs> teams better than the, better than the committee. committee. I'm, I want to lobby to get on that committee. <laughs> I think these two random ladies from East Tennessee are going to put them on the committee. I think we do a better job, I'm I, going to say. I, I think that we would do okay, Angela. <laughs> I really do. Okay. Okay, so the first bowl game we'll talk about is the Peach Bowl. Yes, Georgia is playing Ohio State in the Peach Bowl, which is in Atlanta. They'll be back at Mercedes-Benz <laughs> Stadium. I think they're sort of familiar with that stadium this year. They played Oregon there the first game, the SEC Championship, and now they're the um, the Peach Bowl. So, And that's on uh, New Year's Eve, December 31st. Oh, that's right. I, I didn't write the dates down for all these. Yeah. Um, the second that that's one of the playoff games and then yes. the second one is the fiesta bowl yes and that that is in glendale arizona mm -hmm. michigan plays tcu mm -hmm. and i don't know the date on that one do you well they're if they're, they're both on, on december yes, 31st okay um because we just learned something today that december 31st is on a saturday and sunday january 1st you know sunday is always the nfl's date to be able to broadcast all their games so there's not going to be january 1st games so it goes so we're going to have december 30 some december 31st games and then a lot of the bowl games are going to be january 2nd hmm. on that monday because sunday has to be that is going to be interesting with people's job situations because to be able to go to be able to go or to watch bowl games i know i um, know because a lot of people have to go back to work on the that's second right. you're right but we just noticed that when we were looking up bowl games and dates and they're sort of skipping over january 1st this year hmm. so the sugar bowl that's usually the winner of the best sec team that's not in the championships is that right the, the Alabama is going to the Sugar Bowl playing Kansas State, and that is yes, yes. the SEC yes. winner, the, the best SEC team after the ones that are in the playoff games. Mm -hmm. And it's in New Orleans. That's the Sugar Bowl. And That's then the Sugar Bowl. The Orange Bowl we talked about, Tennessee plays Clemson in Miami. And that we is an ACC. That's the winner of the ACC championship until 2025 and then they redo the contracts with these bowls i think and i'm sure all this is going to be all redone with the new playoffs. Yeah, exactly it's going to have to be and then we have um the cotton, cotton bowl yep usc and tulane and um the cotton bowl 
um, is usually it's the winner of the AAC conference, I think. And it's a smaller conference. It's not one of the power five, but the winner of that conference apparently always goes to the Cotton Bowl. So this year, Tulane won their conference. And so they're going to be going to that bowl game and they're going to be playing USC. And Southern Cal. Southern Cal in Arlington, Texas. Yes. Jerry's World. Yep. All right. The other New Year's Six Bowl, the last one um, that we haven't talked about yet is the, the Rose Bowl. Yep. Utah is playing Penn State. And this is always a Pac-12 Big Ten kind of matchup. So um, <clears throat> the highest ranked teams in those conferences that are not already like going to a playoff game um, will go to that. And so this year it's Utah and Penn State because Michigan and Ohio State, who are ranked ahead of Penn State, are both going to the playoffs. So that leaves Penn State going to the Rose Bowl. So the Rose Bowl is in Pasadena, I think, yes. where the the beautiful parade is the always Rose held. The Rose Parade. So that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's some other bowls we were, you know, worth mentioning. The Citrus Bowl is a, it's called the Cheese It Citrus Bowl. Is in Orlando. Mm -hmm. LSU plays Purdue in that one. I believe that's the one Clemson was in last year. There's actually another bowl called the Cheese It Bowl, which if anybody knows the difference and what's that about, please hit us up in the comments because I'm a little confused about this. The Citrus Cheez-It Bowl is LSU-Purdue. The Cheez-It Bowl is Oklahoma versus Florida State. And according to the app I was looking at, they're both played at the same stadium, the same stadium in Orlando. So I'm assuming the Citrus Bowl is a bigger bowl, a more important bowl, but I don't know that. So, well, so obviously... Yeah, they're playing because on Florida days. State this week is ranked 13th, and then LSU is, I don't think, ranked as high as Florida State. Maybe they're around the same ranking. And then we have the Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte. That's Maryland versus NC State. I don't really know how that bowl is chosen, to be honest with you. Um, I'll have to do some more research on that one. Yeah, I don't. And then there's the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl played in Jacksonville, and this year it's Notre Dame and South Carolina. That'll be a good That should be a good, good matchup. Ma a good matchup. Yeah, for sure. So if Those it, are some good games. Those are going to be good games. They're, I don't know the dates of all those. Some of them were in December, I believe, weren't they? Like and this, some are on January 2nd. Yeah, so they're, they spread them out a good bit. Right. So anyway, it's going to be um, Georgia – taking on Ohio State and Michigan versus TCU for the playoffs. And then the two orange teams playing in our, <laughs> in Miami. Those are the most important. The orange guys. teams are playing in the Orange Bowl. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's perfect. It's definitely the Orange Bowl this year. It'll all be orange. Orange, orange, orange. So, anyway, it's going to be exciting. And then once that's over, then the winners of the Peach Bowl and the – Fiesta Bowl will play each other in the national championship game, which I'm somewhere usually around January 9th or 10th. Right. Somewhere in that range. Right in there. So, it is. So, um, and Georgia might take a second year in a row natty home. That would be something. That's hard to do. And But Georgia's definitely looking most dominant this year to me over well, Michigan even. Ohio State, I know they lost to Michigan, but 
they've got that Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback, mm. and they've got good receivers, and they when they're clicking, they are a very, very dangerous, good football team. So we shall see. It will be a good matchup. And, you know, Georgia, I don't even know. It's sort of a – like it's – it's neat because I don't, they don't play all the time. I mean, I don't think those two teams have, I can't even remember the last time they've played. So, um, and what about our little TCU? What if they beat Michigan and y'all have to play, if they have to play Georgia, Suzanne, who will you root for? Because you've been rooting for a little TCU. I know. Well, I'll just be proud of them. They made it that far. I'll <laughs> be very proud. <laughs> You're, you've done a, had a great season TCU, but I'm sorry. Um, I've, I, I, not that you won't win, but I can't be pulling for you if it, if it goes to that. So um, I would love to see him beat Michigan, though. They have a funny thing they call hypnotoad, which is, I don't really know what that means, but they have signs for it, and I don't know. That's their latest thing. I'm, I keep seeing it. Maybe That's they've had cute. it forever, and we've just never noticed it because they've never Maybe they made it to the playoffs like this but. because they're hypnotizing the other team into submission. Maybe, you know? so. Maybe that's Maybe it because so. they're beating the everybody. Frogs. So anyway, all right. Well, it's going to be a big, a big month and we'll be coming back with other topics. So we, we don't, will don't come back. Worry, we won't be gone <laughs> for long. And we'll have to, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, come back and do another bowl update. And, yes. um, and as always hit us up in the comments for questions or comments on the podcast or who you think is going to win the bowls. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Absolutely. All right. Well, have a great week and go Tigers. Go dogs.